Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the differences between reacting and responding to a situation along with the impact of perception. While you might not consider your reaction to daily occurrences to be of particular significance, it is really far more important than you may realize. To give it some perspective, keep in mind a quotation from Pastor Charles R. Swindle. He said that, quote, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Close quote. Now, we're going to focus on that 90%. Here's a scenario for you to think about, and unfortunately, it seems to occur far too often. You're driving down a highway, observing the speed limit, and the car behind you is not happy with your motoring skills. They pull up beside you and begin to behave in a rude and soon-to-be-dangerous manner. You can imagine what an escalation of events might look like and how dangerous it could become very quickly. But let's backtrack on the occurrence for a moment. I am willing to believe that when the offending driver awakened that morning, the likelihood was that they gave no thought to participating in a road rage incident and possibly inflicting serious harm to another person later in the day. If that is a reasonable assumption, then the explanation is the other driver simply reacted to how you were driving and they immediately demonstrate a visceral, unthinking response. That impetuous behavior can be characterized as a reaction to an event and the 10% ascribed to the driving skills very quickly yields to the 90% reaction, which has the potential to change multiple lives forever, all because of a spare-of-the-moment decision. According to an article in Psychology Today entitled React v. Respond by Dr. Matthew B. James, Quote, a reaction is instant. It's driven by the beliefs, biases, and prejudices of the unconscious mind. A reaction is based in the moment and doesn't take into consideration long-term effects of what you do or say. A reaction is survival-oriented and on some level a defense mechanism. Close quote. Further, in the Pleasant Mind, in an article entitled React v. Respond, Understanding the Difference, Kavita Shahani described reaction as being, quote, emotion-driven, aggressive, it fuels disagreements, and weakens the reacting party, close quote. In contrast, to respond is to handle situations correctly. Shahani considers a response to be, quote, well thought out, 
calm, helping to resolve a situation, and empowering, close quote. The individual responding is deliberative in their resolution of the matter and takes into account the perception of the other party along with their point of view. To respond is to evaluate a situation consciously and review the pros and cons. It is a reasoned response based on facts, not emotions. And it takes into consideration the impact on a broader range of issues, including the other party. Recognizing that a response is based on thoughtful decision-making, to make a response is to take part in an empowering activity in which the person making the response has demonstrated their intent to carefully evaluate both individuals and circumstances and then offer their thoughtful consideration. In significant part, a response takes into account the perception of the other party. This is not intended to be belittling of the other party. Rather, it is to demonstrate the consideration which is had by the responding party and thoughtfulness as they make the effort to respond in an appropriate manner. Responding does not come easily to people. Frankly, reacting is much easier because it is spontaneous and does not demand any conscious thought or careful review by the answering party. The process of responding is generally much preferred to that of reacting. As such, I am certain that you will not be surprised to know that it is much more difficult to learn how to implement the process of responding rather than simply reacting. However, as with so many other skills, there are techniques which you can develop which will help you to learn how to do a better job at responding. In Ms. Kahani's article, she notes four techniques which you can work on so that you will become more adept at the process of responding. Perhaps surprisingly, the first effort should be to spend some time alone. The purpose of this activity is to calm the mind. It is felt that only a calm mind is able to sort out all of the information and perspectives necessary to respond in a reasonable manner. In learning to respond, one should also learn to just breathe. This is a critical step because it is by breathing that one then learns to take the time to move past reacting. As an example, consider if the aggressor in the road rage example would take the time and make the effort to think about how to respond to the situation. I have no doubt that many such occurrences would be resolved in a far less tragic manner. The third step is to look for logic. I recognize that often a quick reaction can be a more pleasant step and with far less effort expended. 
But the flip side of that coin is that such a shortcut is usually inadequate to the situation and can be costly. The insertion of logic is a way of suggesting that a reasoned response requires that thought and a consideration of facts and implications are necessary in order to frame a worthy response. Don't forget to take into account both the short and long-term effects of your response on the other party. Finally, evaluate your actions. Essentially, this is the point which you become a Monday morning quarterback and review the situations which have transpired, along with your approach to handling them. Did you react, or did you take the time to give thought to responding constructively? Be honest with yourself so that you can further sharpen your response skills. Also, a random point. Don't decide that you are going to latch on to the shortcut of maintaining that the appropriate response should be an implementation of Newton's third law, which states that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Applying that concept to determine the level of your response is an incorrect application of the theorem. The basis of the problem is in the meaning of the word action. Newton's meaning of the word was reflective of the 17th century, not the 21st century. His application of the word action in the context of physics was meant as force, as in the application of physical force between pairs of objects. So let's not muddy the distinction between reaction and response by inserting physics. As you can surmise, the discussion of reaction and response applies to all aspects of one's life, but there is an offshoot of this area which applies specifically to the business and military sectors. Game theory is a rigid basis for predicting the reaction of competitors or other opponents. Perhaps you can view this process as a chess match. By working out the if-then scenarios and assessing the anticipated reactions, you become better able to project which steps will offer you the greatest advantage. A comprehensive article on this strategy is found in Harvard Business Review, entitled Predicting Your Competitor's Reaction by Kevin Coyne and John Horn. It was published April 2009. In it, Coyne and Horn simplified their approach to the analysis by zeroing in on three questions. First, will the competitor react at all? Then, what options will the competitor actively consider? And finally, which option will the competitor most likely choose? By sequentially answering these questions, the authors show how it is possible to project reactions and their likelihood of occurring. Then, when it is estimated how a competitor will react, the initiator may determine whether to proceed or how to subsequently respond. Strategically, 
when evaluating your own approach to offering a reaction or response, consider whether you want to react from a weaker, impetuous, emotionally-based position offered without thought, or whether you would prefer to make a reasoned, thoughtful, calm response with consideration given to long-term effects and your core values and likely presented without future regrets. You may want to consider simply counting to 10 or 25 or 50 or whatever number is enough for you to pause and think before you proceed and find that you regret a thoughtless comment. As Viktor Frankl said, quote, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom, close quote. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?